Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey listeners, happy 2023, happy new year, happy soon to be new lunar new year, year of the rabbit. Just wanted to pop on here and give a little shout out and a little update about where we're at and the state of things in 2023. My interviews are currently open. You can go to please don't kick me out.com for more information or email pdkmo podcast at gmail.com to become a guest. I just wanted to let you know that I'm not going to really worry about how often I'm releasing things or what I'm releasing. It's really just sharing with the masses stories and making sure that people are heard. But in the previous times I've worked on this, um, it has become very fatiguing and very overwhelming as I'm only one person, a one shop stop. So yes, there'll be new episodes. I'll be releasing them on Fridays from now on. I'm not going to release them every week. It's going to be dependent upon my schedule, my mental health, etc. And I just wanted to give you that update. So I hope that you enjoy season three of please don't kick me out.com or sorry, please don't kick me out. Wow. Um, it's, it's early in the morning and I'm very, very tired. Anywho, please don't kick me out third season. Can't believe we've been doing this since 2020. And I'm so excited to continue to share stories with you. So I hope that you enjoy. I hope you keep listening. Like, rate, subscribe, subscribe, share, go to my website, buy my merch, please don't kick me out.com slash shop. My merch is from the lovely Laura, and I'll be sharing more information in the coming weeks about that and all sorts of other stuff. But for now, please enjoy the episode. everyone not sure if you know this but i have merch and today i'm doing a special little plug about my merchandise so my first or actually i should say my second podcast guest ever lara russo she is the owner of yay graphic design and out of the kindness and goodness of her heart she took pity on little old me and made me a really cool website did some great branding and helped me with some merch so i have a fleece blanket i have a fanny pack i have everything your 90s childhood fantasy could want because of course i am an elder millennial or i'm a millennial i should say and the merchandise she created for me is really special i don't really try to plug it because i don't expect people to buy it but the coffee mug is a true hit so go to please don't kick me shop and if you want to reach out to Lara, who, congratulations, just had her baby Iggy. Mwah, bless. She is such a fa- good family friend of mine, uh, d- near and dear to my heart. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Lara, for everything you've done for me. And check it out. It's pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. Hey listeners and people who are coming here because they like Mac Valdez, this man needs no introduction. He's an actor, singer, songwriter, comedian, jack of all trades, master of none because it's imposter syndrome we're talking about. It's Mike Valdez. He's been the flagship guest on every single season of my podcast thanks to matchmaker.fm, but matchmaker.fm sucks. Anywho, without further ado, uh, here we go. Wee. Please don't kick me out. .com. Slash shop. Buy some merch. Hey, how's it going? Happy New Year. Hello. How are you? 
I'm good. To my listeners, of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. Welcome to the new year. Uh, You might know this voice if you've been listening for a while, but if you don't, the voice on the other end of the horn, that is my friend, my dear, dear friend, Mike Valdez. Mike, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, Everything's going well on this side of the horn. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. I've never heard. Yeah, I've I've never heard the other side of the horn before. I don't know. Uh, as I told you before we started recording, because um, you know, to my listeners, if you don't know, Mike, Mike, uh, I I was a podcast guest on Mike's podcast. He was a podcast guest on mine. We met through Matchmaker.fm in the in the pandemic. We've kept in touch ever since, and Mike has been on every season of my podcast. This is now season three. Yeah. Uh, and he's just become a dear friend. And the cool news I get to share with my listeners is I get to meet Mike next week. But Mike, for anyone that doesn't know you uh-huh tell them about yourself sure well my I, my name is mike valdez i am a actor comedian singer songwriter uh all around triple threat uh but i would just call myself a threat and that's about it <laughs> um renaissance man i guess just a little <laughs> bit of everything jack of all trades you know just sure you know. yeah yeah it's uh it's whatever positive spin you can put on add that's what i have <laughs> yeah and mike is one of the fun like one an interesting guy because if you if i was to ask you any different month of the year i'd be like so what are you like working on on right now it could be one of a million things sure it's either you're either focusing on comedy or you're focusing on your music or you're focusing on acting or you know you're going all in in one project or another and another and so it's just been really interesting to watch your career in the last couple of years um but let me just kind of remind you of where we were at in 2021 Uh, i did listen back to our interview uh in 2021 and there was, we were talking about like mental health and girl stuff and relationships. And then we also talked about Garfield for some reason for a while. So sure. um, what, what, what new interesting projects are you working on in 2023? Well, Bianca, have you heard of this thing called ALF? Uh, ALF is great. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> ALF, ALF is great. <laughs> ALF is great. Um, in fact, <laughs> you, I've, I've told this story on my podcast before, but ALF was like my first real friend when I was a little kid. Like all of my baby pictures is me and ALF for some strange reason. Yeah. Um, I remember that. And it's yeah. funny because I can remember that photo of you and ALF. It's like singed into my brain. Yeah. It's and, a cute picture. Yes. That's the thing. Like I, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I recently realized that like, I think like my peak cute time was when I was like really, really little and like, like so much. So like when I was really small, there were women w- that would like want to kidnap me. <laughs> like, like, the, like my mom would take me to like a department store and they'd be like, oh, he's so cute. I'm going to take him and I'm going to I'm going to eat him and feed him to my kids or whatever. And like they would like which like to them is like cute. And I would just be like, uh-huh. Like, OK, you know. Um, but yeah. And then I turned like nine or ten and it just completely stopped. Um, so, yeah, nobody wanted to nobody wanted to kidnap me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, same, similar, 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 not same, but similar. Was a yeah. real, real cute kid. And then all of a sudden, like eight or nine years old, I just turned into the missing member of Hanson. Sure. And I like, yeah. I don't know if I can forgive my parents for the 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 gap kids trauma of looking like I literally look you've seen the photo. I literally look like Zach Hansen's twin. 
did they dress you or was that your I I think I'm I think they took me to the store and I think like they helped influence my choices but I'm Mm. not but I think it's funnier to say that they that they dress me like hands missing member of hands I think it's funnier to say that That I don't I don't remember my memories are all like completely jumbled on it I just have this one photo where I look like I'm I'm saying oombop like under my breath it's also it's also very funny to imagine your parents being like oh what's that what's that cute music video with those three little girls and like they (laughs) thought that Hanson were girls and that's how they dressed you because they thought Hanson were girls (laughs) I I wish that was the case but no my sister is four years older than me and she was obsessed with Hanson like I remember we'd be in road trips and she'd be like really like with her Walkman in the back seat like really singing like man to the lucky or whatever that song was and and I and then she had all the videos my parents like my parents like let her go all out and live her like Hanson fantasy like uh-huh. we had like the VHS we had all that stuff and my it was my sister's first real like boy band like phenomenal like this was pre-boy bands right well Hanson was around the same time as like Backstreet sure. Boys and whatnot yeah, but yeah. I remember Hanson was just before Backstreet Boys and NSYNC like really kind of took the chokehold of all of the 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 women and gays yeah closeted kids (laughs) um and so i uh i just remember she was obsessed with it so i can't say that no they 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 knew they were boys they knew they were males um they have a beer line now called um hops um hops they didn't really try Um that that seems about right (laughs) i i i know that they're a band that kind of gets the butt end of the stick because like they're way better than Mm bop you know what i mean and like if you listen to their stuff they're actually very very good they are um and uh they've they've reimagined mbop and i've seen videos of it and it's amazing it's actually like incredible well in 2023 because i'm on the clock app uh tiktok i'm on tiktok uh in 2023 um i really want to coin the term umbop sure like recoin it to just mean like having a feelings moment just like okay. so the other day I went to the beach and I was crying and I took a video because I'm moving soon so if, you, if you're here because of Mike Valdez and you don't know me how dare you no I'm just kidding <laughs> um if you, and you don't know me um I live in Hawaii currently and I'm getting ready to move who knows where who knows when uh because military and uh I went to the beach to cry and feel my feelings um because I, I I'm, I'm no longer on birth control so I'm just really taking life on hard mode right now um right. and I'm feeling so many feelings and emotions I just cry all the time and uh, I went to the, I went to the beach to cry as 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 one does. And there's a phenomenon on TikTok called biscuit, uh, taste the biscuit. But also uh, because of one of the fans uh, and me having a video about being a missing member of Hanson and people thinking that was funny. And when I say people, I mean like the same 500 people that look at my videos. I don't. I'm not big. I'm I'm schmedium schmamus on there. I'm like mm-hmm. three three thousand followers, which I I as a millennial feels like a lot of followers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yay me. It <laughs> you, is you a have, lot. You have more than me. But you're but you're funnier than me anyway. Uh and yeah, so- but I mean I mean I have more than you, but it's like also like I don't know. for a comedian, it's nothing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like like a comedian's supposed to have like K fans, you yeah. know, or like M fans, you know. Yeah. I have like five thousand fans, which <laughs> to be to be fair, I only have a few TikToks, and mind you, those TikToks have gone dummy viral. Yeah, okay? they have. They um, have. And and you're welcome. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that that uh that 
uh, sometimes that doesn't translate to like, oh, I'm going to follow him forever. No, it you know doesn't. I mean? Yeah, I get, I get like mad engaged. You would see, so it's funny, virality doesn't really necessarily mean following, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah. that's really funny. And then you go to the profile and you're like, oh, all their other content is garbage. Not you, but you know what I mean? Like you see mm-hmm. like something that's like super, super, super viral. And you're like, wow, I bet the other person's really funny. And all the rest of their content is them just like, taking photos of their food and yeah. putting it in a slideshow. And it's like, that's not what I want to see. Um, yeah. But to go back it's, to the, yeah, go. Yeah. Social media is basically a business card now. It like is. you have to, you have to, it's, it's real weird. I don't know. Anyway, the, your <laughs> questions are much more important than us. Oh, they, they don't, this. they definitely are. I'll finish my Umbob story. Then we'll go back to the fact that that one point in time we used to talk about imposter syndrome. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember when the show was about imposter syndrome? <laughs> Remember when we didn't just crack jokes that no one knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting on the beach and then I, I, I do like the Chrome lady on the biscuit biscuit talk. It's a whole thing. There's a Rolling Stone article. Feel free to Google it to my listeners. I eventually will have the people that are part of this cult phenomenon on the podcast, all three of them separately. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, so I'm on the beach and I do the little Chrome lady biscuit walk filter. Cause I'm now really good at TikTok. Um, somehow I'm not great at it, but I, am better, better than I was. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, so I then say like, I'm doing an umbop on the beach. And so one of my followers saw that I had brought the joke back full circle. Cause that's something I like to do is I like to take trends and I like to relate them back. So if yeah. you follow me for a while, you know, that I have like certain things I say, or if you listen to my podcast, I have certain things I say over and over again. And like, that's just kind of cool that like now that's happening on TikTok as well. So yeah. yeah. Did an umbop on the beach might do an umbop in my shower later. And nice. not an umbop is just to cry and feel, although it could be very dirty now that I say that out loud. So anyway, I do umbops all the time. <laughs> I hope that they're crying and not the other, but you know what? Either way, healthy. <laughs> I mean, they're both, I guess, <laughs> sometimes simultaneously, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Man, it is January 2023. This is wild. I can't believe <laughs> I've known you for almost, it'll be three years. I mean, wait, no, two years? It'll be two years this year. Yeah. Because it was 2021. But um, if you're new here or if you're listening or you're getting into this podcast, you found me through Clock App or wherever the hell. Um, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome, an inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. And the reason why Mike reached out to me originally on matchmaker.fm in the beginning of 2021 was, hey, I'm an actor, comedian, singer. I, you know, I'm a person that had a very religious upbringing. I have all these things that, that just relate into my imposter syndrome. So our first conversation was, just about that. But then we realized we had so much in common and then I went on your podcast and then we've just kept in touch ever since. Um, So I guess we'll do our 2023 check-in. How is imposter syndrome impacting you these days? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about, and it's difficult to know how we're going to open this, but this bottle of this can of worms, excuse me, not Uh-oh. bottle of worms, but um, I, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome, but it's just like, it's very like, uh, it might be imposter syndrome, but it is like very like self, self-esteem type stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. And it's, and it, it also has to do with jealousy, but not like the evil kind of jealousy, just like a jealousy that, is like oh man i wish i had that how can i do that as mm-hmm. opposed to like 
that person doesn't deserve this. I deserve this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's very much like they do deserve it, but how do I get there? Right. You know? Um, so, <laughs> um, I, so, a. a comedian colleague of mine that I've done improv classes with and things like that just recently got Saturday Night Live and it's an amazing thing and and I'm super super proud of him you know and it's one of those things that's just like incredible but you can't help but see someone's success like that when you've done improv classes when you've done Mm -hmm. like you know when you've been in the trenches to then be like well why not me man like why you know, and also to be fair, it's not like I auditioned for Saturday Night Live or anything like that. He's, I, I will say this, and and I'm mostly saying this just so I can show the listeners and prove to the listeners and uh, that I mean no ill will or malice or anything towards this person at all because I don't, I I really don't. These are all good things. In fact, I tell everyone that I know. All he needed was a foot in the door. Like he was always worthy of being on Saturday Night Live. All he needed was that audition. Mm -hmm. So really, in my mind, I'm just like, well, how did he get that audition? And and more than likely, it's through agencies and it's through him having moved to New York and, you know, things like that. I mean, it's not just like, you know, oh, well, we're just here in Florida. And then he got Saturday Night Live out of nowhere, you know. Um, So... It is something that like, you know, it, it it doesn't bother me, but it is something that like kind of irks me. Um, the worst of it was like was like when it first started, you know, where I was just like, oh, I'm never going to have anything, you know, because you spiral mm-hmm. into like mm-hmm. this whole like I've been doing this for so long. I'm never going to get anywhere. And it's like and and really like as a comedian, I'm very young. I'm I'm seven years into it i'm very young you know a lot of people a lot of comedians would say you're nobody until you're 10 years in you know and so like and even then i'm much more successful than people that are seven years in you know so like it's just you know it's one of those things where it it goes back to what i talk about on on childlike where it's just like look at that child version of yourself and like, what would that child think, you know, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you don't have this, that, and the other thing, but that's because that's you now. But like when you're a kid, it's just like, Oh, well you're on stage and you're auditioning and you're doing the thing. So you're doing it, you know? Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, it, it seems like I just vomited a lot of emotion, no, but that's it makes just, sense. It makes yeah. sense. It, I think we've kind of had the same conversation each season yeah. in a in yeah. a different way. Because and, and then I usually relate it to you know when I was in the corporate world. Um, so I want you to know that like the feelings you're feeling are totally valid. And like again, I I I don't think that you meant any ill will or malice. It's of not course. about the person not deserving it. It's the question of they got that. How'd they get that? What like. Do, is there is there something I'm missing? Is there something that I I'm, I didn't bring to the table or an opportunity I didn't take or you know you can you yeah. kind of do that that thing where you kind of you know regress. I I think that the last time we talked about it, I said that I don't like it when people tell me about how many views their podcast gets or how many streams and mm-hmm. downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it makes me feel bad because I mean, I'm, I, I've been in a full, full transparency. I've been podcasting since March. Well, let's just call 2021 what it was. I barely touched it. And I made $17. So, which was cool. And that's actually what reignited me wanting to get back into it, where I was like, wait a second, like people are listening to this. It's on auto and people are just like listening to it. And so you make like five, six cents an episode. And you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of listens. Um, I didn't touch it for a year and I went from, you know, however many thousands of streams to however many more thousands of streams. And that was with me not doing anything. And that's kind of what like reshaped my brain, but to go back to this, this feeling of like, okay. I used to feel that too. Like when my friends would get engaged and I was still single and bitter and, um, I, I, I would feel it in career stuff. Like when Mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's, it's not really a self-esteem thing. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, it's not that you feel like you deserve it more. It's, it's just like this feeling of like, when's it going to be my turn? Right. And it's like a stupid, it's a stupid feeling that like, it's totally normal. It's totally human. Like we all, we, I mean, you'd be crazy if you don't feel that way in some way, shape or form. It's not even really a jealousy thing. Cause I'm, I'm like you, I spin it positively. I don't let it be negative unless I don't like the person. And in that case, I will do anything to, to success fight them. And that's, that's something that I will not work on. Scott told me to be less nice in 2023. So I think I need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm way too nice. Uh, yeah and and i i completely you know to piggyback off of that i agree like all of my best friends are married all of them are having kids and i'm just here and i'm just here and i'm just here you know like yeah and so it's just like okay um you know and and it's just like in a weird way you know the uh <laughs> i i like to call it like the endless third wheel that's what i call myself like it's just like oh i'm the endless third wheel like i'm just like the yeah i guess you could show up and as long as you walk a couple feet behind us sure oh, you know what no. i mean but really i'm just hanging out with my family yeah you know or whatever i get you i get you i, I know that feeling i know that feeling and i also felt like my 20s were so much more competitive too like everyone's like gotta get married gotta get gotta gotta bust down to the altar like especially females like like yeah i i also wonder too mike if like you're maybe feeling you're starting maybe starting to feel like you're outgrowing the space that you're in maybe um because like you're down in south florida like i guess to make the question to you is like is it the is it the comedy scene and the work prospects in the miami florida area that are keeping you there or is it your family like oh it's family 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, if it, I would, I would one hundred percent be, um, hungry and and fighting if I was in L.A. or oh, I understand. Or, yeah, you know, you're also um, you your background too, like your um your like heritage and like where you come from. Like my my one of my best friends, Trish, she's Cuban um as yeah. well, Cuban American, and her dad right now is he's her mom passed away um in twenty twenty did her. Oh my God, Trish, don't kill me. It, it's been so like such a traumatic two years that I don't remember, but I know it's been almost okay. So I think it's, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's been, it's recent and her, and her dad, his health has just been declining and declining and declining. Um, and like dementia and then also, um, his, um, other um, autoimmune disease kind of stuff and, you know, the age. Um, so like, yes, I'm coming to visit Fort Lauderdale next week to my listeners. And yes, I get to meet Mike for the first time. Um, and get to see him do comedy, which has um, been a dream of mine for a long time. 
Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's very nice. Stop. I'm going to take good video nice. and good photos and you're going to get it. Nice. Okay. I'm someone somewhere, <laughs> but, nice. um, but, it, but I mean it like, and also you and I can't take compliments. We need to work on that too. We need, a, we need a whole, we need the same therapist, I think. Um, Maybe. um, but she, she, she wants to move, right. She wants to get out of Miami. She doesn't want to really be there anymore, but she's tied to the caretaker kind of need to be there for my dad. And obviously it's, it's the circumstance. Um, but you know, that's what makes her feel like she's tied there. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I've actually never been to South Florida ever. Not, not a single time. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll enjoy it because you're just visiting so yeah I'm, I'm, it'll be it'll yeah. be fine it'll I think no I think it'll be good because I get to see so this is the coolest part of this trip is I get to see all these people I met, I met virtually and that have given me no reason to make me think that they're not good people like you're a good right. person Nicole Hollowell um the a drag queen who's also a comedian who who runs the South Florida circuit and does mm-hmm. bingo shows all over the country. She's been a, a podcast guest on my, of mine from anyone that's listening that's new want to know about her. Nicole Hollowell, um, she's absolutely like infamous for being the best cosplay version of and a cosplay drag version at that of um, Bette Midler, uh, Bette Midler's character in uh, yeah. in Hocus Pocus. That that's how tired I've been, Mike. I can't even think of the name and i, I love hocus pocus honestly i i can't remember i just remember i know it's the sanderson sisters we yep that's good enough but i know just just yeah i know sarah Jessica parker plays one of them <laughs> i you know what they say is that like if you don't get enough sleep like it just destroys your life and that's about where i'm at right now like i'm 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 good but it's definitely been interesting because i've been i've been not feeling well as i told you before we started recording uh-huh. and as I told, I, I feel the need to tell my listeners as if they could get COVID or the flu from me. It's yeah. not the vibe. It's not the vid and it's not, it's not the uh, flu. It's, um, right. it's, it's actually um, something that we, we wanted to talk about when we were talking about the pre-intro to here. Um, yeah. and, and it actually ties into what we were just discussing. So um, the reason why I'm not feeling well is because I don't handle stress well, and that mm-hmm. compounds into anxiety and for the last year and a half ish, I have had a therapist that has not taken care of my needs and not recognized anything that I was going through. And I just dealt with it because I thought it's Hawaii and I don't know where else I'll find care. And I didn't yeah. want to do the work to find a new one. Uh, and so um, instead of that, I let myself regress from all the progress I was working on with my previous therapist um, in San Diego and basically became a shell of a person. Yeah. So this has been a fun two years, but anxiety for me right now is actually what's, if you, uh, I have a great doctor who believes in this kind of thing that anxiety and chronic stress and all of that, it really screws your body up. It can cause an irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. It can cause uh, chronic gastritis, which is kind of what we think it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it can cause a lot of things that are wrong. And uh, it's unfortunate because I was going to go to my doctor to, this month. Cause I go to her for my ADHD medication and I go to her and she's also like, she can do like 
my OBGYN stuff because she's a general practitioner. Like she can do all my, all the things I need. Um, she's amazing. Uh, and I, I suggest everyone should have a family care physician um, that listens to you and advocates for you. And it's even better when they're a nurse practitioner um, because they um, are really interested in how medications you might be on are interacting. Um, but again, I'm not a medical professional, so take my advice with a grain of salt. But uh, I had already planned to go into her after getting this new therapist and talk to her about I think I need to be on, I think I, I think it's time to go on antidepressants again. I think it's time for me to be on them again. I did better. I did okay on them. I think it's time for me to be back on like a, um, whatever I was, a low dose of whatever I was on too, because ADHD causes me to spike at all, at all peaks and valleys and stuff. And, um, and, uh, yesterday was my doctor appointment and it's the first time I've ever had a doctor prescribe me Xanax and I've never taken yeah. it. And it's the first time she was like, yeah, I'm going to prescribe you these five pills and these five pills are for flying and getting you to your destination and getting you back so that you don't have a stress-induced outbreak um, crisis where I right. just completely go out of my body and pass out almost. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about stress and anxiety and kind of how you're feeling at the moment. Well, I mean, it's something that I've been struggling with for sure. Um you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure as to like how it started or what it is, but um, I'm starting to get into, you know, finding the right therapist and mm -hmm. things like that now. Um, you know, I've taken, been taking Lexapro for like forever. Yeah, that, that was what I was on but that's not really doing much, ah, you know? Okay. And so, which is why I'm just like needing to see someone else. And, mm -hmm. and not to mention it is something for me that like talking to someone is helpful, you yes. know, in a lot of ways. And um, I don't know, you know, what's really, <laughs> this is really funny, at least to me. Have you seen the, those better help commercials? Yes where you can't tell if they're supposed if they're trying to be sad or if they're trying to be funny <laughs> because like because they're just like it it'll start with a guy being like what do you want and then the guy's like i want a job that i don't hate i want um, <laughs> sorry I'm already you know, like i want uh i want to stop feeling this way i want to feel like i matter i want to do things that make me feel like I've done something successful in the world and then it just cuts to another guy and he's like no I meant what do you want for lunch oh wait and I have not I seen these holy shit I would yeah <gasps> and then it just says better help okay and then you're just like I can't tell what they're trying to do here but no. nothing nothing no. but I will say this nothing describes having depression and anxiety more than that commercial <laughs> because <laughs> because because it really does feel like that where it's just like you're you're trying to like be vulnerable and then someone's like i just meant what do you want to have for lunch man like <laughs> well actually that's why i went decided to get a new therapist yeah <laughs> um i'm laughing about it now but it it, it wasn't funny at the time um, sure I'm in the middle of talking about what's going on. I'm stressed about this, that, and the other because my husband's in the military, and um, it, it's been a, it's been a really stressful year because we didn't know if he was getting out, and then he was staying in, blah blah. And this is called, this is this is anxiety, me spiraling like that. Yeah. But um, and I'm talking, 
And she doesn't, she has, she herself is a neurodivergent therapist. And I, I have nothing completely negative to say. She just, just wasn't a fit for me. I, I need someone that's a lot more cognitive behavioral therapist um, who's mm-hmm. willing, who's willing to say, here's a book, read this passage, journal, how you feel. Does that bring up emotions? How I need to be asked how I felt, not a, well, you know, Hey, I feel that blah, blah, blah. Like that's not how I work. Um, yeah. And she takes a long pause. Cause I had somehow mentioned podcasting or something. And she goes, you know, I bought all this equipment to start my own podcast. If I was to start my own podcast, like how would I do it? And I'm just like, excuse me? You would open the window that's right by your desk and you would jump out. That's what you would do. (laughs) And at the time, so this this segues into what you were just saying. At the time, I was like, well, it's someone to talk to. And that's sometimes better than nothing. But I would leave these sessions feeling angry and frustrated. Yeah, that's and not right. sad and upset because I would leave my old sessions with my therapist in San Diego when I first got um fit, first got a therapist, um, and I got lucky that she and I connected and, and and we were able to do the work together. And I got lucky the second time with Tara Lynn until it didn't. And I have to cut that email until it didn't work. And um, now with my new therapist, um, it felt more like my previous one, but. I didn't realize that I could just walk away. Yeah, like this dude, isn't that's working. what I was just going to say. That's what I was going to say that to you and to any listener that's doing something that they hate. Guess what? They work for you. They yeah. work for you, dude. You're giving them money. If they don't make you feel great, then stop seeing them. Exactly. Exactly. But I will say to any listeners, um, cause I have some advice and I'm sure you have some advice on like how to find the right person or, or where to look. Um, if you're lucky enough to have insurance uh, that can cover some of this um, mental health stuff, um, make sure you go to psychology today, type in your insurance. And then from there, you can filter whether you'd like a male, a female, whether you'd like someone that um, is, you know, a, a more inclusive and wants to, and specializes in hearing queer stories, if you're queer or uh, BIPOC stories, you know, and, and, and has more of a, you know, minority or um, cultural affinity. Um, someone speaks your language, uh, someone who understands like generational trauma, like you can literally go down a list and pick things out. So for me, for instance, I, I, things that I put were I, I need someone that won't bat an eye at the fact that I'm not completely straight. I'm Mm -hmm. realizing I'm a different sexuality than just straight. I realized that a long time ago. I'm, I'm confused at my gender, but not, not, I'm not trans, but I'm non-binary. My pronouns are she and they, um, and uh, I I need someone that won't put me in a box that's like, well, you're supposed to have kids and this and that, because that's not happening. Right. We've made that permanent on my parent, my heart, my partner and I is in. Um, and so that's something too, where it's like, I don't want to talk about fertility. I don't want to be bingoed into things. I need someone that's just going to look at this picture of me and help me with my current issues. And for me, most of the stuff that gives me anxiety, most of the stuff that makes me gives me the most amount of stuff like is unfortunately the fact that I am a child of narcissistic abuse and um it bleeds into everything but there's a reason why I'm goofy and I'm uh kind of like have a very loud personality well well first it was undiagnosed ADHD now Mm -hmm. it's that I I feel I have to be on. I'm I'm an extroverted introvert. 
So, um, like going to parties where I don't know new people is now something that gives me anxiety when I used to just like test out comedy bits on people. Um, now I don't really, I'm not really as open as I used to be, um, just due to my own boundary work as an empathic person. Um, because I think, think like you and I had this conversation a while ago that we feel we're like way too, way too nice. (laughs) Um, but to go back to finding a therapist, really, if you have the insurance, plug in your insurance to psychology today, see who's accepting new patients. You can filter it by that, send them an email, um, and you can do a consultation and the consultation is free of charge. It's, it's never supposed to be a billable moment. Um, it can be, and if it is eat the cost, but if it doesn't feel like a fit, try someone new, um, this in the new year, I, I reached out to 10 new therapists. I got, I heard back from every single one. The one that made my request urgent was the one I went with because I went to her website and I read all of her stuff. And I was like, the way she talks about mental health is the way I want to feel about myself. Right. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a one size fits all problem. You mentioned better help. I've heard better help is super scammy, but if, but they do work on a sliding scale. Um, oh, I also, mean, I'm, I'm only, I, I was only talking about the commercials, oh, the commercials themselves. I've never used better help. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, I've never yeah. used it. I just know that it's a, it's a thing that podcasters talk about and things yeah. like that. And it's on, and there's ads and all of the ads. I'm just like, I can't get a gauge of whether they're trying to be sad or they're trying to be funny, yeah. but nothing describes having anxiety and depression more than this commercial, which is really yeah. weird. So, you know? Yeah. So I live in Hawaii and like last year, so, you know, my market, I have a marketing background. I was trying to get a job all last year and it just didn't happen. Like I, I, I would get, I did get offered a few things and I just had to turn them down. I was like, I'm not driving to Waikiki. Like, it's just, I'm not, it's just insane to do that on an right. island where everyone else is going to the same fucking place. Cause you're going in a circle. So, um, I, I did, I, I did interview with this one company that they had gotten a, a contract from, um, the state of Hawaii for mental health. And they were going to be doing all of their social media management for this new crisis hotline. Um, and, uh, Hawaii, there's a lot of things there's a lot of issues in the public health sector, uh, spectrum in Hawaii. There's a lot of, uh, there's a high rate of, 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 of teen, um, suicide. There's a high rate of, um, mortalities, um, due to poor healthcare system, poor education, you name it. Um, and it's sad and it, but it's something that Hawaii is actively trying to combat while also trying to combat tourism and, you know, colonization and, and all this other stuff in addition to, all this other stuff. So it's a really fun state to be in, especially when they don't want you here. That's fine. I'll leave. <laughs> um, but actually it's, I, I'm finally coming around to, I, I actually enjoy being here now, but I won't be devastated to go. Um, I, I will always look fondly on this. So I interviewed for this uh, job, Mike, and um, it was for a social media director manager position. And it was remote and it was these two ladies. One lady lived in Kaneohe, which is basically like the Boulder, Colorado of um, Oahu. And then the okay. other lady lived in somewhere in California and they were trying to hire another person to help with this contract they got. And the contract was for mental health. And um you know, they were, they, they interviewed me, they asked these questions, they were trying to figure out how they wanted to launch things. And ultimately I was too advanced for the job and they felt like I would be taking too much of the project. And they thought that, you know, they liked me, but they just, it was, it was a match, but it wasn't a match basically. And I didn't take it personally, but you know, they asked me because a lot of uh, the stuff deals with queer issues and I'm like, well, I'm queer myself. So like, you know, I'm kind of the person you could ask about these things. And, uh, 
<laughs> I didn't get the job, but then a few months later, I seen an ad on TV. <laughs> and uh, Hawaii is amazing um, because uh, most of the commercials are like local commercials, like uh-huh. that, like you put together on like a camcorder in the eighties and then uploaded it. And then now it's a local <laughs> ad and this radio stations, same thing. Um, commercials out here are wild and the marketing out here is wild. They still do print. They still do mailers. They still do build like, well, actually Hawaii doesn't have billboards, but that's another thing. Um, so this commercial, this kid's like sitting at the table and he's like really sad. And there's another, the dad comes in and he's like, he's speaking in kind of pigeon and the way Hawaiians, uh, not locals, because Hawaiian, Hawaiian means native. So um, there's a difference there. I don't want to, I don't, don't come for me, people. I'm trying. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm white. I'm a howly. I will leave. <laughs> but, uh, and, and then I giggle because nervous. Um, but, but like, basically the kid's like on the table and he's got like this, he's like this iPad thing. And the other guy's like, he's like, why are you sad, bro? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like yelling at him. And then the, the it's like, da-na-na. like it's your kid struggling. Maybe like, don't yell at him. And then it's like, puts the hotline there. Right. And it's like depression. Wow. State of Hawaii. And yeah. I looked at Scott and I said, I, I have no words. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's I'm the- really glad I didn't do that. I did like the Urkel. Did I do that? Sure. Didn't. Yeah. Mental health commercials have become the frying an egg commercial with like, this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? And it's like, well, actually I have quite a few. Um. (laughs) Yes. Um, Another thing that I worked on in uh, my twenties was there's um, mantherapy.org, which was uh, basically the state of Colorado. They had gotten a grant from Anschutz um, and public health to create, they wanted to tackle male suicide. Mm-hmm. And how why men were less likely to reach out for mental health. Now, provided this was in 2012, right? So, like, I think we're a little bit further along. I mean, it's tough to say because every time we get further along in the world with mental health and, you know, expressing our gender, ex- expressing ourselves and being ourselves and maybe even flirting those quote unquote gender roles, um, you know, we still have the extreme right that's like, no, man's a man, a woman's a woman, and 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 you can't be sad if you're a dude. It's like, right. it's like, that's, that's what, that's what needs to die off. Like they gotta, they gotta die first. Oh, um, they gotta die off. And then I think we're going to have a lot more empathic, um, compassionate and uh, better society. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that was their whole goal was to, to work on this kind of stuff. So they, they hired this actor that looked like he really did look like uh, Nick Offerman, to be honest. Okay. And so they hired a guy that looks like Nick Offerman and uh, he just basically gives stats, but like in a funny way. And so um, the project was online. It's called mantherapy.org. It's it's received a ton of awards. I only, I only wrote tweets for it. Um, I was 21. Um, I also hated that job and <laughs> had a really awful boss who to this day, just, he, he, he's the reason, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this in my podcast before. He's the reason I have imposter syndrome in my career because mm. I, it was my first job ever. And uh, he basically would come over to my desk and he'd be like, you need to worry about your how you're per- perceived around the office. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, what you do reflects on me and I don't like what you do. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. So he's just gaslighting you. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And he was also the kind of guy that was like, I think men should have paternity leave just like women. And I think we need a three month policy too. And it's like, no. Yeah. He seems like a real fun time at a party. It's fun because he's like, he'll um, look at my profile on LinkedIn a bunch. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because like, um, I relate to that in that my, uh, my family is a lot like that in mm-hmm. that, um, what what you do reflects on me, so therefore I am embarrassed of what you do because oh, no. it reflects on me or whatever you know, and that's just because like I say diarrhea really loud <laughs> at a restaurant. <laughs> you know, or something. And then my, and then my family's just like, oh my gosh, why would you do that? And it's like, because who cares? Because who cares? Truly, truly. Like it literally, it literally doesn't matter. You know, going back to something that you were saying Mm -hmm. about being an introverted extrovert, it's so funny how, um, I'm exactly like that. Like I have a story where like, it's probably the best way to describe my introverted extrovertedness, where like I was with my I was with my buddies. It was a group of us, and out of nowhere, I just got this like idea where I was just like I was just gonna like pretend like I was doing parkour, and so I just started doing parkour and like and like you know jumping all over the place and like you know getting on benches. But but every time I did something, I would shout out parkour. You know, I would just go. <laughs> Parkour. We all did that. Parkour. Like, and then I would, I would like spin around and like, you know, slap my friend in the face and be like, parkour, like, you know, stuff like that. And it was just to make them laugh. And they were just dying laughing. Right. And then some strangers saw what I was doing. And then they started laughing and like wanted to be included in the bit. And I immediately stopped Mm -hmm. because I was, (laughs) because I was just like, Oh, now I see what this has done. Like, you know, oh, I I even remember like I was I remember what I was doing where I, it was uh it got to a point where we got to, we got to his car and I was humping his car and I was going parkour parkour. Oh, and 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 um and then they were like and like these strangers were like, you know, they had their phones out and like filming me and like, you know, all these different things. And they were like wanting to be included. And I was just like, you know, and I immediately just reverted to like, you know, back to my turtle shell Mm -hmm. of like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I didn't want attention from you. I just wanted to make my friends laugh, you know. Um, And it's kind of the same thing where it's just like, even as a performer, where it's like, I want the people that paid for this comedy show to laugh. And that's it. Right. You know, like I also don't want to do my 20 minutes at a Denny's because I don't care what the waitress thinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, that's not my job. My job is to make these people who paid for a comedy show laugh, you know, or make my friends laugh or whatever, you know, the, the people that I don't know or wasn't privy to, those are the people that, you know, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be involved in that, you know? I don't know. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's something that Scott and I talk about a lot. So my my husband, believe it or not, is a very, very private person. And um, yeah. um, he's married to me and I'm basically animal to Muppet on speed. 
You're right. Uh, so, and, and we have a lot of discussions about boundaries and what, what needs to be public, what doesn't need to be public, what stories I can tell, because I think my husband is the funniest person in the world. He tells sure. me a story and it's so funny. And I want to talk story, which is what we say in Hawaii. What, what we say in Hawaii is like, we want to talk story, meaning we want to tell stories. We want to share things. And I've had to learn the hard way. And this is actually <clears throat> segues perfectly into another thing, kind of like losing passion on projects was another thing we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. I tend to overshare out of nervousness and anxiety, which plays in. But also sometimes I don't have a filter and sometimes I make people uncomfortable and sometimes mm-hmm. I make my husband uncomfortable. And that's the bigger thing. I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable or anything. So he's listened to every single podcast I've had. Um, and it's very important to me to make sure he feels secure and safe. But we also have conversations of who the fuck he'll tell me all the time, stop giving a shit. But it's funny. Cause then he'll turn it back on me and he'll be like, well, I give a shit about this when you say that. And then they think that, and I'm like, well, no, that's your anxiety talking because truly no one's judging you in this situation. Right. But Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. I had a really negative experience in 2021 with this podcast, which a lot of my listeners, I've I've talked about it before. I I think I, I think you were the first interview after that had happened. And then, uh, and then I, had some really weird medical stuff going on with my mental health. And, um, I had my, my husband was listening to one of my episodes. Scott was listening to one of my episodes and I had said and told the story. It wasn't published. So I just want to preface it wasn't published. And I had said and told the story that he just really had never wanted me to share didn't and thought that I would have known better. And, um, and it broke me, it broke me. And I was like, I'm done with this. I can't live with this guilt or this fear that I'm going to say something that's going to hurt the one person I care about because he's my family. Yeah. Yeah, I have in-laws. Yeah. I have blood family, but he is my true, honest to God, my family, my rock. And like, without him, like, I'm not going to lie. I have nothing like, like we are, we are tied. We are, you know, and, and we were going through a tough time. He'd gotten back from deployment. Um, sorry, my listeners, if this is just a pressing episode, we're going to get, we're going to get more exciting soon. I promise. But that's why I just kind of lost touch out with this. And I just, I felt like because I have really bad rejection sensitivity. Um, and because of all of my childhood things that have happened, um, I have a hard time being vulnerable and I also have a hard time being myself. So when I am myself and I'm like slapped on the wrist for it, I, I recoil and I go to a place that's basically childlike mm-hmm. where it's me not getting invited to the sleepover. It's me being told to go to the principal's office because I'm too loud in class. It's, you know, it's me being made fun of because I wore like uh, an expressive print to school, you know, and it takes me there. So um, there's, I think I I can empathize and agree with you where there's like a towing the line where it's like, you want the attention from the people you want the attention from. Like I, I can make Scott laugh by doing nothing. He can make me laugh by doing nothing. I enjoy you as a person and a friend. And so like you're in my life because like we make each other, I like to think we make each other laugh. We make each other feel supported. Um, You know, I help you, you help me. Like that's, that's the kind of people we are. Uh, Mm -hmm. We keep Mitch Kelly in our lives because he's Australian. Yeah, that's about it. No, I'm kidding. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's great. I love Mitch Kelly. He's thinking about visiting. Yeah, he's thinking about visiting. We'll we'll get into Mitch Kelly in a a little bit. He's genuinely one of the people that I've that I've met that isn't a comedian that is one of the funniest people in the entire world, and he doesn't know it. 
Yeah, oh, like I gotta share a Mitch. Yeah, like he doesn't you. realize. I mean, sometimes he does realize how funny he is, but sometimes he really doesn't realize how funny he is. He's so he was such a okay. So the other day, so for my to my listeners, Mitch said something on uh, Mike Valdez Mike's Mike's podcast. I don't always like Mike Valdez as if I was like formal Mike's podcast yeah. that was just so funny that Mike was like Mike laughed so hard like for five minutes like couldn't calm yeah. down laughing and it's a really funny thing. I'm not going to share what it is. Yeah. And Mitch to this day, like, is always like, well, Mike, 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 you know, Mike had, I, I, I let Mike have my joke. And it's like, yeah, well, you kind of adapted it. It wasn't, and, and you also asked permission. And it is also, ne- you're yeah. never going to know what, you're never going to know what joke it is. So, yeah, to be, to be fair, he said a one liner that was so funny. Like, I, and I was just like, I even asked him, I was like, can I please say that on stage? And he said, yeah. And I said, great. And I cut it out of the episode so nobody would know. <laughs> but I know what it is. Yes, because but it is it is legitimately it one is, of the it's funniest. Really, it's really funny, and I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, it's I'll great. never tell. And, XOXO, and to be, Gossip Girl. Yeah, and and to be fair, like yeah, and it's exactly what you said. Like I put my spin on it, and it is it is a Mike Valdez joke. Like it's not like oh Mike is doing a Mitch Kelly thing. You know what I mean? Like it's but just, Mitch Kelly needs to do comedy. I agree. He should. I agree. Although I don't know, he he would crush it in the states. Okay, so well, let's just talk about Mitch now. We we love you, Mitch. If of course you're listening, I know you're listening um, because you are a narcissist. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> he has he has the biggest boner right now yeah. that we're talking. That He's we like, shifted the entire podcast to talk about him, Reiki. <laughs> so. Mitch Kelly is, uh, he found out me and matchmaker.fm. And then I unfortunately introduced him to Mike Valdez. <laughs> Why? Unfortunately. I don't know. I thought it'd be funny to say it. No, um, it was, it was great. Mitch, it was with great fortune. Yeah. In fact. Mitch is, um, there's just, Mitch is, Mitch is the Australian version and male version of me where he applies to something and he gets it. Like I, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know me, um, I, I, any, I have, Mike has said it before, the face for reality television and the personality for it as well. Yeah. You have a very, what I, what I've said is you have a very castable face is what I've said, which (laughs) you're really great for extras. (laughs) No, not even extras. Like, I mean, for like anything, like, like, it's just like, it could be, it could be reality. It could be, if you wanted to become an actor, you could be an actor. Like you just have a very castable face. Which is why I'm not going to go to corporate world ever again, because I made $17 last year and I'm, I'm a millionaire. No, yeah, no. Anyway, you're a million. So (laughs) a a million pennies. That's, that's where I'm at. So Mitch, uh, Mitch is a really funny guy. He um, lives in the gold coast of Australia. He has a thick Bush accent. He is so funny. Um, we love the guy. Uh, you can find his uh, podcast. It's called Life's a Mitch. But the funny part is, is that I told him I was coming to see you. And uh, the other day he messages me and he's like um, talking to me. He's like, I guess I guess he'd like been on a date or something. And and mm-hmm. he was very drunk and he messaged me. <laughs> and of course, because like my time zone so different than everyone else's in Hawaii. Like I'm just up and Australia is even weirder. Right. So I just, you know, was messaging him and he's like, Hey, like, I think I want to visit you guys before I leave, before you leave. Um, and I asked Scott, I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then I made the mistake of telling Mitch that American girls are kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm an American girl, so I can say this about myself, but if you're not an American girl, you can't say this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, the average basic girl, woman, likes an accent. And unfortunately, oh, yeah. you could be the ugliest person on the planet or the most handsome person on the planet. Doesn't matter. The panty drop ratio, the limit does not exist. Yeah. Could it be me? Humor is for humor is my love language, but mm-hmm. um, it couldn't be me. But it, I, I said so. Like you know, if you visit us, like you, you know, you're you're, you're gonna like do pretty well. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hook up. But I was like, the fuck you are gonna hook up in my house? No, mm. no. I was like, I'm gonna drop you off at your date, and then I'm gonna pick <laughs> you up. And we're gonna, gonna shame you, you as if you were a cons- <laughs> as you're too conservative. We're gonna pick you up in a minivan, and we're gonna we're gonna ask you if you felt good about what you did, and then we're gonna tell you to think about it and save room for Jesus and put you back in the office and have you sleep on the mattress. That's that's, that's what's hilarious. gonna happen, Mitch. And he that's goes, "Oh, funny. okay, noted." <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's it is true yeah. though like like an accent be panty drop uh, it be a panty dropper sometimes like like sometimes i i wonder what would happen if i had my parents accent <laughs> you know because like because because instead of having a traditional i learned english as a second language accent i have a 14 year old valley girls accent <laughs> you know and and that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I love that about myself. But at the same time, it's just like, I wonder what would happen. Like, would would people think I'm, would people think I'm a sissier if I, if I had. So, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? It's so funny that you say that because I have friends in the UK that I've, that, um, like sometimes they'll be on TikTok live and I'll go on TikTok live with them and they're like, your accent's so cool. And I'm like, what accent? yeah accent like well that's what we have to do is that people like me have to go to the uk yeah yeah there you go there you go because because uk girls are dumb and they like anything with an accent right yeah well i think just i think just all all women and men are stupid let's just have that be the unpopular opinion of my day no that is you're you're actually a hundred percent right in that in that because accents are just a thing like accents are very very are very great like and but that's the thing is like if you're if you're used to it then i don't know but then again sometimes accents are like a penny dryer if you will oh yeah like i'm you not know? into the local accent out here well like uh, like for if you've example, ever seen rocket like, power yeah and the guy <laughs> the, the big guy. The guy that owns the the guy that owns the smoothie shop or whatever. yeah yeah that's yeah. what a lot of uh locals sound like and i don't mean this meanly it's just not for me sure yeah it's just kind of like yeah the accents in freaking butthole magoo kansas aren't for me either you know what i mean (laughs) well yeah Yeah. because like out here the the accents and it's it's almost like poly shore yeah fuck the surfboard and then that surfboard (laughs) had a baby yeah and then somehow that baby I named it the weasel <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> wow bro <laughs> yeah 
So actually, yeah. You um, saw Polly Shore. I saw Polly Shore. Yeah, I just yeah. saw Polly Shore. I saw him with my friends. Um, and I, I, I told you it was wild and then you never, I, I don't know if you, you know, you never messaged me back about it. Cause I think you assumed I was going to tell you about it. And I was like, I'm sure gonna, he's going to be on the podcast. Like I'll just tell him then. Well, I oh, also just, man. I also just imagine like, oh, it's wild because like every time I've ever seen Polly Shore on mm -hmm. anything, it's always wild. Yeah. Like, so you usually know if it's a Polly Shore thing or an Andy Dick thing, you're just like, all <laughs> right, well, something's going to happen. I don't really know so what Polly it is. Shore, he, uh, he, I saw that the amount of uh, alcohol that came out of the dressing room and walked mm -hmm. on by at the Blue Note Theater. I, I saw that. So we, we had the option to sit in front rows or sit on the tertiary, like the second floor. So we sat on the second floor. And this is a very intimate club. It's called the Blue Note. It's 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 a jazz club and also a comedy club. And, and this is the second comedian I've seen in Hawaii. Uh, and uh, this is the late show that we went to. So the first comedian I saw was Kyle Kinane. And I, I told you about that one where I was like, man, I was like, is this just the way the audience is nowadays? And I think you were like, yeah. no, that sounds like Hawaii yeah it's a Hawaii problem uh basically um you know like locals they love to chihoo at the comedians and that's fine and dandy and um but they also love to talk at the comedians and that ended up causing a problem but Polly Shore comes on stage and he is just who knows what he's on mm -hmm. who, who knows if it's if it's if it's alcohol if it's life if it's sobriety or if it's just Polly Shore being Polly Shore but yeah. Polly Shore just comes on and I don't Polly doesn't even know where he is like that's and it's just, it proceeds to be wild. And they said, don't do any photo or video of the performance. Um, and the girl next to me, I scared the crap out of. We'll get to her in a second. <laughs> the Yeah. So there's a table of locals to the left of the stage. And um, they are doing like tequila shots, like crazy. Okay. And um, there is another table that's also locals next to the stage. And they're being quite respectful. And um, think of Jason Momoa. And that would be who is sitting at the table. Mm, um, okay yeah very like stoic tall like you don't really want to fuck with that guy um okay. and uh the table that the people that are being very loud one of them is a tiny man with dog tags around his neck okay beautiful. so military Be chef's Love kiss that. chef's kiss one of my favorite stories uh <laughs> about me <laughs> about me having to deal with somebody in an audience was somebody that was very short and and had dog tags as well oh good I was, it was probably the same guy we'll talk, tell me offline or tell it next so mm -hmm. um yeah so this is the, the this is the part i'll share because the, the, the long version is is it, it, it would go on forever um because it just was wild but um because it's Polly shore and like paul you're you're paying to see Polly shore ramble into a microphone for an hour you're not paying for jokes you're you're paying for him to go the whistle for an hour yeah. that's Let what you're suck your nipple. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this guy so this table is screaming like guest house guest house dome. like they're just screaming movie titles at him and at one That's point hilarious Polly shore says anybody seen a goose movie and i go <laughs> "Woo!" and scott's like grabs me he's like no we're not engaging and then it didn't matter because he's like sweet we need to have jesus and this guy is like Brah, I did not hear you say one no more word. Gets up. Steps two, dog tag man. So now dog tag man and Jason Momoa, man, are, and I, and I, <laughs> I, and I don't mean this racistly. I just truly mean he is Jason. He's just like looks identical to Jason Momoa, is a local. 
and from Hawaii. Like, I don't know how else to describe it to you guys. Like if unless yeah. you've ever been to Hawaii, you wouldn't understand. I've lived here a year and a half. I've earned my right. Okay. So they're standing next to each other and uh, they step to him and he's like, and, and then like all of a sudden Polly Schwartz manager comes out and um, they're like, you need to leave. And he's like 86. And he's like, no, I don't want to leave. And they're like, no, 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 you need to leave now. So his friends are like supposed to pay his tab, but they let the friends stay, but they like wanted him to leave. So he, instead of taking the route, which would take you, there's two exits. One goes into the, the hotel lobby because it's Waikiki. And the other one goes into a bathroom that then goes through the blue note. Um, and he decides to take the long route to go to the front of the stage to then engage with Polly Shore yet again. So Polly's trying to get the audience to ignore this because it's almost a fist fight, right? And he's like, Polly, I pay such money and like I, they won't let me be here. And I said, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Polly's <laughs> like, yeah, bro, get the fuck out of here. And, and they like pull him out. And then that other table proceeds to dine and dash. And then they got arrested. That's the story there. Um, fun fun and wild and then the other story uh is that i um because i haven't been feeling well and i've been having real fun just tooting and pooping uh had to go to the bathroom um and proceed mm -hmm. to have an exorcism in the toilet during this sorry for my <laughs> listeners an exorcism in the toilet during this um and then i came <laughs> back and i saw that this girl in line when we were waiting to go into the blue note, she had Googled, I'm no joke, her stupid giant phone. She's younger than me. I don't want to be ageist, but Gen Z, oh my God, can we please have a little <laughs> conversation here? If you have to Google who you're going to go see, please don't go to the show. Yeah. Also, this don't show is Google not for the you. person while you're there. Yeah. So I saw Google that she the was the person like, before you go. I saw that she was like, who is Polly Shar? And then that's how she talked. She was like, Oh, bad. And he and her boyfriend sounded not straight that was, either. That was bad. her boyfriend. Bad. Um. He sounded like that. He's like, bad. Oh, uh, uh, their conversations were great, too. They decided to sit on the same side of the table, and it was just oh. them at the table. And the table backed up to my chair, so I was already annoyed with them. Um, and then I heard him at one point go, you have the best ideas ever. I could like, never be annoyed with you. And she's like, uh, thanks, bad. This cheese plant's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like wow. i'm losing oxygen to my brain yeah so um <laughs> there was not enough wine glasses that could be brought to me that would have made that any more um enjoyable but i come back from the bathroom and i noticed that this girl was recording and that pissed me the fuck off yeah here's the thing if a comedian doesn't want you to record it's because it's Polly Shore and he doesn't know where he is and he's gonna say some racist homophobic and really fucked up shit and yeah, Probably. it shouldn't go on the internet because it shouldn't even go in your ears. Yeah. But you paid to hear him go, the weasel. And that yeah. is Polly Shore, ladies and gentlemen. And that's about much. it. <laughs> and that's about it. And that was Polly Shore. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, I felt, I, felt like, yeah, I felt like I felt like I had been, I felt like I'd had really weird sex. I needed a cigarette after. It was weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you got to meet, you got yeah. to meet some cool people though, like Melissa May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing them, which is going to be awesome. And I hope that they listen to this. Melissa May and then also Justine Smith. Um, mm -hmm. And both are two comedians um, in, out here. And then I'm interviewing uh, another comedian that I saw op open for Kyle Kinane as well. Um, the female comedians out here, I truly believe, are a gem, a diamond in the rough. They are not respected enough. And that is what my podcast is for, is because I do believe women, especially if you're going to be hacking in a place where they chi-hoo at you and scream, guest house 
you probably want to be in a place where you can at least feel respected. So I'm going to be curious how they feel about comedy and where it takes them. But um, yeah. Yeah. So when, was it just Melissa and then, um, and then Polly or did Polly have an opener as well? Melissa and then Justine, Uh, Justine and Melissa were both bisexual and both hilarious. And um, Melissa is just, she was very deadpan and the whole room was uncomfortable. Like all the men, you could just feel them shift in their seats. Even Scott was like, Ugh. and mm. I'm like, oh, I love the way she tells a joke. That's how funny to me. Yeah. Um, and then Justine came out and she, uh, she, she does her bit. And I like, I, I think the reason why I resonate with the three comedians of females I've seen open, um, is because, uh, they, they make the experience of being on an island, especially if you're a transplant on the island, they make it funny because it's not funny in the moment, but it's funny when you think about it after the fact. You're like, yeah, that's happened to me. Oh, for sure. That's happened to me. Oh yeah. Got it back into a parking spot. Happened to me, you know? So it's like cool to kind of hear their experience of dealing with that kind of racism towards them. Um, and uh, I think everyone should, should, especially white people, unpopular opinion. I feel like everyone should feel be, at, for once in your life, you should be the only white person in the room and see how it feels. <laughs> I, I mean know. it. I mean it. Like I, I do fine doing it. Cause I don't worry about it, but just for once be the minority and see how it feels. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, it, it's funny. Um, one of, one of Polly's openers, Polly usually always has females open, which mm-hmm. I think it's actually very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh so kyle usually uh has females open um anthony jeselnik usually has females open usually because it's a great contrast um it just like how if a woman is is headlining she should have a guy open because it's like a a crazy contrast so usually usually shows like that are usually great she he has an opener that i love named juicy jet ski johnson have you ever heard of her what i fucking google juicy yeah so this this comedian is if you bianca became a comedian like it was it's like an alternate universe where you were a comedian and wait she why is this why are these images me I'm usually pretty good when it comes to like the whole like, you know, you remind me of this person or whatever. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so she opens. She has yeah, and she has a very she has a very great uh just presence. Just her presence is very, very funny. And uh and yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Just that she's great. No, that's amazing. I think I want to get into comedy eventually, but I need to be able to be at a place where my anxiety and also like my imposter syndrome aren't so bad because Obviously yeah. this, this podcast, you know what, if you, if you hate this podcast, that's fine. I mean, that I, it's not for you. Like whatever. If you think I'm bad at it, that's also fine. I'd like to see your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I want to do more comedic things. I want to be on more things. That was a huge goal for me when I started this was to be on things. And I've been on so many things. I've been on Amber LeMay. I've been mm-hmm. on, 
um, your podcast. Um, and when I think about the the things I've been on that like mattered to me most, it was like these bigger things. And your podcast is definitely a headliner for me. That's um, nice. You're welcome. Let's talk about your podcast though, for my listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my podcast is called Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Uh, we have 75 episodes um, and we just got picked up by the big comedy network. Um, and we should be releasing season two, hopefully in February or March, not a hundred percent sure as to when that's going to happen. But, uh, once it is ready to go, you'll see it on my Instagram. You'll see it everywhere. Um, but it's, it's going to be good. Our first episode back is with Jason Marsden, um, who you all know, uh, through a goofy movie, Spirited Away, Hocus Pocus, uh, the TGIF universe, all that stuff. And my um, podcast. Yeah. And your <laughs> podcast. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's why I said, which you, you might know, you know, through, I'm joking. <laughs> through her podcast. Yeah. Through your podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, and so, yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's good. I mean, there's going to be the, the cool thing about that podcast that I love about this podcast is that I, talk to people of notoriety and then I also talk to friends of mine because I feel like my friends should have notoriety you know um mm -hmm. my whole thing that I always like to tell people is like no matter who you're talking to always treat them like they're worth a million dollars you know and so like that way no matter what it always seems like hey I don't know who this person is but the way that Mike talks about it geez like I should really know you know and then it's just like some accountant and like you know, celebration Florida, you know? Yeah. But that's kind of, that's kind of the whole ordeal. Um, but if you haven't listened to the podcast, the elevator pitch is that it's a comedy podcast about nostalgia, childhood memories, and never losing your sense of childlike wonder. So it's very nostalgic. We talk, uh, a lot about like things that we were obsessed with growing up. There's some mm -hmm. embarrassing stories. Um, there's a cereal element to it. So um, we review a box of cereal on every episode. Um, and, and yeah, like basically it's just like, how did the, your childhood get you to where you are now? Yeah. Uh, and usually I have a lot of people that are in the, uh, entertainment space so like in you know comedians actors voice actors uh musicians you know people like that and i've come to find that through being in kind of every aspect of the entertainment business uh in that i'm in the comedy space and in the music space and in the acting space that I have a lot of different kinds of friends, you know, so I kind of get to bring them all together as opposed to like, Oh, every episode's with a comedian or every episode's with an actor. Like, you know, it's just like, there's, you know, you run the gamut with all kinds of different art and, and people uh, in general. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. And um, I haven't really talked about this yet, but mm -hmm. Um, I am trying to start a new podcast as well. Um, I have about five or six episodes already finished. Um, it's a podcast about, uh, <laughs> it's a podcast about growing up religious, um, and all that kind of stuff. And just yeah. like, you know, just the, the religion spectrum and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, christian pop culture and like what we grew up with and if we agree with it or not anymore and like you know all kinds of stuff it's very comedy forward of course 
Um, however, it's also not really a podcast that's here to judge yeah. what you may or may not believe in as well. Like, it's just like, these are our experiences and that's it. Yeah. Um, and that podcast is called Retreat Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with me and a very funny comedian out of New York uh, named Ashley Michelle Fowler. Yeah. And um, I'm not 100% sure when that's coming out either, um, because uh, a lot of it, one of the things that's difficult about that podcast is like we have to like we have to schedule a time where we're both free you know yeah. and it's kind of difficult because we both have the same kind of life where we're you know we're either working or we're doing a show or whatever and we're not always 100 percent free at the same times you know so um but i do want to try to get as much backlogged as as i can um you know, so that way we can release. And then if we, if we, re- if we do it, then we do it and all that. Yeah. Kind of no, stuff. I like that concept. And like, if you ever need a ghost for that, yeah, let me know because course. I've told you, I've told you my stories of the going to the Christian camp and the savior of Jesus and the, and the long, oh, I love suits. it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And in, in fact, uh, that kind of leads me into my next thing. Ooh. Um, I, um, I created a, a merch line. And so, um, so yes, it it is. It's technically Mike Valdez merch, but like the thing that I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to make merch where people would wear it whether they knew who I was or not. And so, um, I created a brand called Childlike Wonder. And so, um, with that, uh, I I have T-shirts, uh, and crew necks and all kinds of stuff. Um, and our first design is the the Viewmaster design, and it looks like the old Viewmaster uh, little camera thing with all the different like animal pictures that you would look at when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says Childlike Wonder on it, and then on the corner, you know, it says Mike Valdez. You know, um, I have another shirt that has my face on it uh, as a cartoon, and it says Mike Valdez, comedy's favorite cartoon. Um, you know, like little little things like that. And then I also made a line for like, you know, Christianese type stuff. And one of yeah, like one of the things that I thought was really funny was like I always see a lot of people like wear shirts that say like such and such church or like, you know, such and such church camp or youth camp or whatever, but never a shirt that just says church camp. And so, and so I have a shirt that just says church camp on it. And I think the ass, the reason why it's so funny is because it has no context (laughs) because it's just like, how do you feel when you see those words put together? You know what I mean? And so like, and so that's kind of why I did that, you know, and I did the same thing with another one uh, called unspoken prayer request, where it's just like, how do you feel when you see those words together? Like, what does that mean to you? And so a lot of these, a lot of those shirts that I did, uh, with the Christianese, you know, kind of stuff on it. I wanted it to like spark a conversation and hopefully a funny conversation where it's just like, Oh, like I remember church camp, what a weird time. And then like, you know, like laughing or whatever, or if you went to church camp and you loved it, like, you know, there, there is no, like, it's kind of in the middle where it's just like, if you agree with it or not, it's kind of a great, (laughs) it's kind of a great thing to wear, you know? Um, 
So, so yeah, those are, those are the shirts that I have available right now. You can go to childlikewonder.co for that or childlikewondermerch.com. And there it is. Um, and you can, you can support it. The shirts are really, really comfortable. I'm wearing the crew neck right now. Uh, the Viewmaster crew neck. It's actually very comfortable. Um, Bianca bought, uh, the violet version of the Viewmaster tea. And she said that it feels that it I'm on this good. podcast. Ask me about it. <laughs> yeah. Teasing you. I mean, uh, I know you, I love it. How do you it. feel I, about it? <laughs> how do I feel about it? Well, I threw it in the trash and then I lit the trash on fire. No, it's actually, yeah. you chose a really good material. Um, It's a great shirt. Um, When I post this episode, I'm going to do uh, a slideshow so that people can see the shirt. I, I did a whole, I did, I made my friends after brunch go to this arcade with me full of mm. screaming children and no air conditioning and take photos of my shirt. Uh, David, I, I even sent you the photos David took where I look like an alien that might be like mm-hmm. a fetal alcohol ba- syndrome, maybe like that's how I looked. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, so were you at Chuck E. Cheese? No, I said, I no. I'm at this place called rock and fun. And oh. it's, Oh, that this, so speaking of religious trauma, I applied for a job with them. They own a bunch of, uh, arcades around, um, the Island. And then for some reason, also a Johnny Rockets franchise at one of the malls, um, okay. because why not? And they also own like Coral Crater, which is like there's zip lines and stuff, but like, they're very religious as a company and they only hire people who don't have tattoos, don't have piercings and don't do um, anything wild with their hair. Okay. Like, like they're more strict than Disney, Disney cast members. Um, and so, uh, I know that about them. Um, I found, I I found a better place to take photos. And the next time I go to Alamoana mall and we're going to go to lucky strike because lucky strike has the adult only arcade and that does Mm -hmm. not mean casino. And, uh, we're going to go there because, um, they have like way better looking games. So it would look way better. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I I do plan to wear it when I come to your, when I come to your show, um, and so that way, if you tell anyone about the merge, they can, if you're at the show, if for some reason you're listening to this and then you're at the show, please don't touch my tits. <laughs> oh my God. But, but you can feel the shirt, touch the arms, not the tits. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why that popped out of my head, but it just came in my head. I thought it was funny. Neither so I, do I. I don't know. Okay. We're winding down. By the way, if you do but... come to my show, please don't touch my penis. Um, <laughs> or maybe like, you I... do. I know I, I, as many people would think, oh, when he's on stage, you should want to touch his penis. Please don't. Um, I'm not into that. Um, at least, <laughs> at, at least not without forewarning. If you give me a warning and then I'm like, sure, then yes, do, go for it. But, oh man. Okay. I can't, I, I, last time I asked you as we're winding down, this is my mm-hmm. new question. Cause I, I've said, I've said the, I've said some potty mouth words this episode uh and who cares who's listening to this no one (laughs) according to my mom no one um (laughs) so i had that question of what muppet would you be and why yeah um but then um i took it a step further yeah and i am gonna ask you this because i just have to what muppet would you sleep with and why what muppet would i sleep with and why yeah you only get one well, unless you choose one that's like of a trio or a band or something. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> you can't, like, can't have a threesome with Dr. Teeth and the electric, you know, boogaloo fan. Who said or, you can't? Yeah. It's your it's your it's your kink fantasy, okay? 
I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I think, I think the best person would probably be Fozzie. That's um, what I said the first time. Because he's a very gentle person. Mm-hmm. We'll have a laugh, you know. And even if it isn't that good, he'll bring a pie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> My reasoning was that he's in the shape of men that I prefer. I like him. I like yeah. men to be. I don't yeah. like a bony. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. If you're thinner than me, I it doesn't. I, I feel bad about me. You like <laughs> men to wear scarves and nothing else. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and also hats, and yeah. I love them to just be fully hairy. Um, yeah. but I chose him because, like, he just reminds me of my partner and like the gentleness and the kindness. But then also, um, you know what wouldn't be funny about just screaming "waka waka," right when you come, right? <laughs> but then Scott and I are sitting on the couch, and he turns to me and he's like, "I thought of a better answer." <laughs> Well, he said Beaker. He said Beaker first because he was like, I just, I really need to know if Beaker's vocal in the bedroom. I think I have a, if your husband thinks the same thing that I think, which I think this is, I don't think it's the correct answer, but I think it's the funniest answer. What, what's the next one? What, 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 what are you going to say? No, I, I'm going to wait for your, what your husband says. Statler and Waldorf. Okay. Two for one. That's very get, good. Get Chuck, get heckled while you fuck. Okay. Eiffel Tower. I think. I think the funniest <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. That's very funny. I think I think the funniest answer is Swedish Chef. <laughs> Wait, why? 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 Because the whole thing would just be <laughs> in understandable. <laughs> you're just like you're like. Does it feel like you like that? He's like horn or horn or horn or horn. to be more. to be more. Like that would be the. It would be hilarious. Oh my god, I love. Then you get to have chicken at the end. It's good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but see, like, yes, yes, absolutely. All absolutely. of my all all of my Muppet choices are what they can bring to the bedroom after they have sex. <laughs> like, so like, it's a one stop shop here. So if you're not bringing food, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and so what? It just depends. Would you rather have a pie or would you rather have chicken? My friend Katrina, who I interviewed um, last week, uh, she said Kermit, and then I said that obviously she's like Kermit would be like you know he'd give you a blanket, like a cup, cup of mug, and I t- and I said well Kermit also seems like a foot worshiper, yeah, just seems like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kermit. Kermit seems. Kermit seems like he's into some weird stuff <laughs> for sure. Kermit. But also, you know who's into like the weirdest stuff? Gonzo. Kermit. Because Gonzo, yeah, I was about to say Gonzo. He's got the chicken. Gonzo, the ch- he's bringing the chicken to the table. It's a threesome. Yeah, Gonzo's already fucked chickens. You know <laughs> what I mean? And then he wants to have sex with you. Like, that's that's pretty wild. Like, I mean, <laughs> he gives Swedish Chef a run for his money. Like, all Swedish Chef wants is just a chicken that hasn't been fucked already. I'm like, <laughs> this is the best answer. No, I appreciate it so much. Um. Final question before I let you go, because you already promoted yourself and then we'll just, sure. you know, wrap her on up. Um, what is currently making you happy in the world? Oh, man. Um, a lot of things. I mean, friendships, you know, having friendships, you know, having conversations like this, doing comedy, um, you know, just 
stuff like that. And then of course, like if you want it, if you wanted it to be like, you know, things that I'm watching or, or things like that, like I absolutely love podcasts. Like that's like most of what I do with my free time is listen to podcasts or watch them. Um, so that, um, Andrew Santino's new stand-up special, Cheeseburger, that's been making me really happy. <laughs> um, I would really suggest that you watch it. Uh, it's very, very funny. Um, trying to think. The Simpsons, that show's always making me happy. The Muppets are always making me happy. Even though your mom thinks oh, they're ugly. Dude, I have to tell you this story. Okay, yes, Oh, go. my God. Okay, this is another thing that's making me happy and also a thing that pisses off my mom. So it's Yes, we love it. Yeah, so it's doubly as great. So I went to Disney World with my sister, yeah, which, I saw was, which was genuinely one of the greatest things ever. If my sister ever listens to this podcast, and she never will, but if she ever listens to this <laughs> podcast, I want her to know that that trip, is one of my favorite trips I think I've ever had in my entire life. And also, um, this has nothing to do with the story, but she gave me quite possibly like the greatest Christmas gift of all time. Um, like my my parents usually give me a great gift. Like this year, they gave me a really nice Fender Stratocaster, nice. which is like beautiful. It's this amazing, you know, guitar. And, and it's like this like, sonic blue color it's beautiful i love it i love it so much my sister waited in line for four months and got me taylor swift tickets yeah so yeah it was like this amazing thing and granted majority of the reason why i want to go to the show is because of taylor swift's openers um i i could i love taylor swift but also like bivadubi and phoebe bridgers and people like that are the people i care about a little bit more um but anyway we, I went on this trip with my sister and we did a whole bunch of fun stuff. Um, we met characters. We went to the parade and made fun of it, or at least I did. I we made yeah, videos funny. of it. There's TikToks of it. Uh, you can see it. It's great. Um, and I went in there with the sole purpose of wanting to get a sweater uh, that I saw online that was oh, like, no. you know, it was Mickey uh, with, uh, you know, it, it was this green sweater with Mickey on it. And it was really, really cute. Anyway, I ended up touching it and it was very, very hot. So I was just like, like the material, I was like, I'm going to die if I wear this. <laughs> like, like there is no place in Florida where I can wear this and like feel comfortable at all. Like I'm going to die. So <clears throat> I didn't get it. Plus it was a hundred dollars. So I was just like, I don't want to spend that much, especially for something I'm never going to wear. And it's kind of time stamped because it looks like a Christmas sweater and all that stuff. So like you could pretty much only wear it one time a year and that's it. So Anyway, we went, we, we did a whole bunch of different things. Uh, and then the next day we went to Disney Springs and we did uh, some fun stuff. We went to Gideon's Bakehouse. They have like these one pound cookies and all that stuff. It, that was great too. And I w- went to a store and Disney has a thing that they do where once a year, they uh, the fans started this and now Disney kind of like, kind of like, 
is a part of it. Like it's it's kind of like that meme with with like the the really buff white guy and the really buff black guy and mm-hmm. their arm wrestling, you know? Yeah. It's just like it was technically their idea, but then Disney got in on it and now it's like this amazing thing, you know? And yeah. it was this thing called Dapper Day. Yeah, where, I love like, Dapper Day. Yeah, where fans go to Disney dressed up in all Dapper stuff. And so Disney now has a line for Dapper Day. So they have a whole bunch of like really nice stuff. They have bow ties. They have pins. They have uh, sweaters, T-shirts, shirts, pants, trousers, anything. Anything that you want. And so I found this sweater that is a navy. It's a navy blue sweater with... um with like kind of darkish green rings and on it is a graphic of um a stegosaurus with a bow tie on right (laughs) yeah and i absolutely loved it like i was just like i can't say no to this like i have to get this you know and um i i spent like probably like 85 or 90 dollars on it i spent a lot of money on it um and i love it i wear it all the time i still i still wear it all the time i wore it for christmas i wore it to church i wore i wear wear it everywhere like because my parents make me go to church for christmas so like i wore it (laughs) i wore it to their church service like i I wore bow tie it's fancy and my mom hates it dude my mom hates it like she's just like she thinks it's she thinks the dinosaurs are ugly or the dinosaur is ugly and all that stuff. My sister kind of felt the same way too. And so my favorite thing to do is to wear that sweater. And when anyone comes up to me and goes, Oh, that's such a cute sweater, I always go, Thanks. My mom hates it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, literally, that's all I did when I went to church with them on Christmas Eve. Like, people were like, that's such a cute sweater. And I said, really? My mom hates it. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. Like, I mean, it's just, it's it's great. So, uh, yeah, my mom thinks a lot of things are very ugly and unattractive that I like. And mostly it's just, she doesn't like puppets and she doesn't like dinosaurs. Like, she's just like... <laughs> Those are two two tracks. <laughs> Yeah, she calls him. She calls him in in Spanish. She's like, she's like, you like all those muñequitos, like, which means like you like those like little monkey contraptions, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that means. And I'm just like, no, I don't. They're Muppets. They're not. They're not muñequitos. But, they're but that's the best story ever. That because like that your mom just like you. We wondered as a kid like why you couldn't watch the Muppets, and it had nothing to do with religious trauma. It had everything to do. Yeah, just had everything to do with she thought they were ugly and that was And so I've like since then, ever since I'll text you like when I do something Muppet related or have buy something Muppet related or watch something Muppet related or whatever, or I find a meme, I'll go, Well, your mom would your mom would think it's ugly. Yeah, one hundred (laughs) percent. It's it's just been the punchline and inside joke. Well my my, I've come to find out that like I I mean, I know I know people that work with the Muppets. I know like, you do, yeah. Like I know people that work for Henson, <laughs> and like you know, and I've told them the I've told them these stories, and and they, I mean, they all think it's hilarious, but it's just like, how funny is that? That it's yeah. just like, oh, my parents are just very like, I don't know. I guess it's just a a boomer thing, you know. I don't uh, know. You just don't like the Muppets. Well, yeah, <laughs> Mike. I so appreciate you coming on here. You know what we're gonna start calling this if I'm still doing this 
2024. This is the Mike Valdez and Bianca Woolwick State of the Union. Every year we have to do this. Nice. Yeah, let's do it. We didn't do it last year, but that's okay because we made up for it this year. It, last year we was did a break. it last year. We did we? I think so. No, it was 2021. We oh, skipped a year. Yeah, we're so bad at this. But anyway, well, that's um, you. You skipped a year. <laughs> you know what? I was having a hard time with my ugly muppets. Okay. If you do, if you do, if you do this podcast, then we do a state of the union. I think last year you weren't doing the podcast. So yeah, last year was a, it was my bye week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah, so Mike, it's been such a pleasure having you. Um, I need to wind down because I have another one I got to do, but, um, but uh, I will see you next week, my friends. Um, and to my listeners, of course, this is Mike Valdez. He, um, is, Awesome. I'll connect you in the podcast notes. Um, again, this is please don't kick me out.com. Uh, I'll just throw the outros on, uh, you know, the deal. I also have merch go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop, uh, similar to Mike's merch. I'll put all of his links in there. Um, and Mike have a great rest of your day and week. Yeah, you too. This has been really fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Happy Bye. new year. Hey everyone, not sure if you know this, but I have merch. And today I'm doing a special little plug about my merchandise. So my first, or actually I should say my second podcast guest ever, Lara Russo, she is the owner of Yay Graphic Design. And out of the kindness and goodness of her heart, she took pity on little old me and made me a really cool website, did some great branding and helped me with some merch. So I have a fleece blanket. I have a fanny pack. I have everything your 90s childhood fantasy could want because of course I am an elder millennial or I'm a millennial, I should say. And the merchandise she created for me is really special. I don't really try to plug it because I don't expect people to buy it, but the coffee mug is a true hit. So go to please don't kick me slash shop. And if you want to reach out to Lara, who, congratulations, just had her baby Iggy. Mwah, bless. She is such a fa- good family friend of mine, uh, d- near and dear to my heart. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Lara, for everything you've done for me. And check it out. It's please don't kick me out.com slash shop. Thank you. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, 
but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.